Welcome to Mimoana's podcast called Protecting Seas. Um, I'm the co-founder of Mimoana, the organization here in the south of Spain. And I'm so happy to be talking to you today and so, so grateful you could make it because it was very short notice, a very short time, but I'm so glad you could make it. No worries at all. Good morning. Uh, greetings from Seattle. Thank you. I'm just so glad I got to meet you. This is so amazing. I know. I'm so like, short notice. Let's, let's chat right now. It's like <laughs> seven o'clock in the morning. She's like, uh. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> It's so nice. This is awesome. I'm so glad. And it's so cool because we've got this really long distance. Like, I'm all the way here, you're all the way there. It's like, oh, we can connect. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. I know. This technology is just amazing. Amazing, so. isn't it? Yeah. So, this is the woman that made or wrote The Girl Who Recycled One Million Cans. It's amazing. Oh, it's so cute as well. <laughs> so cute. It's super cute. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about yeah. exactly what oh. it talks about. I would love to tell you about our book. So I'm a I'm a co-author. So it's um, Brad uh, Rudover and Shazia Jaffert. Shazia is an elementary school teacher up in Vancouver, Canada. And then Brad, um, who's my business partner, he's been working in the metal scrap recycling industry for like his whole life. He was born into a scrapyard family in Detroit. And so where he grew up, you never threw any metal in the garbage. Like that was just like unheard of because all metal can be recycled. And so him and Shazia, um, well, Brad has two daughters, a six-year-old and a three-year-old. So the, Ellie is the main character. That's a six-year-old. And she oh. loves unicorns. And they're up in Canada where they actually get 10 cents per can they recycle. So she wow. finds out, um, I'll just read the first line because it's super cute. Um, My daddy has been teaching me about recycling. He told me to look for aluminum cans so we can help save the planet. And then we have our little spokesperson, Mr. Maglio, the talking magnet. And he's on every page and he gives recycling facts. So he says, cans are 100% recyclable. That's amazing. Um, and so Ellie finds out she can get 10 cents per can um, that she recycles, and she really, really, really loves unicorns. Um, so here she is going to the recycle depot. She finds out she gets money for her cans. And so then she's like looking around. She's like, hey, there's cans everywhere. I look, they're under, they're in the park, they're in daddy's truck, they're all over the house. If in my case, underwater, I see some <laughs> cans on the lives. Ridiculous. Same here. Um, so she decides that she really wants to buy a unicorn. So she wants to recycle a million cans. So she has enough money to buy a unicorn. <laughs> wow. Uh, the, the basic outline of the story she gets her whole school involved all of her friends also really want a unicorn um there's some fun math problems in here where she's counting cans so they're learning some um math so you can see our our school teacher shazia here was highly involved <laughs> um but it's just, it's just super cute and so um this the point of our book is just teaching kids to never ever throw any metal in the garbage or in the oceans um and i don't know if i should tell you the ending or not do you want to know the ending i mean i do like spoilers <laughs> Um, it's kind of a spoiler alert. So halfway through the book, they decide that they can't find a unicorn to buy. They go to the toy store. They're going all over. She's asking her mom. She's like, Mommy, I can't find a unicorn. Like, what are we going to do? She's so sad. And her mom's like, I know, so it's kind of sad. But she, her mom's like, you know what? Why don't you um, pick a new thing that you can share with your friends that you guys can all enjoy together? So um, they, she goes outside to think, and it's a super hot day. And she's like, man, it would be so great if we had a swimming to go swimming pool to go cool off in. Um, and so they um, end up recycling their million cans. Woohoo, they did it. And then at the very end, um, they actually got a huge swimming pool that they donated to their school. That's so they can amazing. all share the pool together and enjoy it. She got her unicorn floaty. Um, so it's just a really cute book. It just gives kids like um, some good important life lessons like sharing, teamwork. Um, if you can't achieve one goal, it's always okay to like change, change it to do something else. Like don't give up. 
Um, yeah, so it's a lot of good life lessons and then also highly about recycling. So it just teaches kids like, hey, these are recycle bins. Um, wow. There's some amazing uh, little facts in here. Like, did you know that if you, as soon as you put your can in a recycle bin, um, it only takes two months for um, it to be full on our store shelf again. Like cans recycle super fast. Wow. Um, and they recycle forever. Aluminum is 100% recyclable. Um, wow. Unlike plastic, like plastic bottles, you can maybe recycle them like twice if you're lucky or I don't know, then they break down to microplastics and all this. So um, we always say first, like reuse as much as possible, bring your own water bottle or bring your own um, cup. And if you have to buy something, hopefully you choose the aluminum, the can, and then recycle it because that's the best, the best thing for the planet. Wow, that's amazing. Um, so it's not only just a cute book, it's also super educational. Yeah. Yeah, super educational. Um, we have like the little glossary section at the end. So words that stick with Mr. Maglio. So he's just teaching kids about like pollution, donating, teamwork, community, um, scrapyard. And um, so and then cute. the most random <laughs> random thing is since I'm here in Seattle, I actually reached out to a band called Pearl Jam. They're a local rock band from Seattle. And um, this is one of their logos for their from their album, um, Alive, and it's called The Stick Man. And cool. so I reached out to them and I'm like, hey, we're teaching kids about recycling. What do you guys mind if we use your logo so she's actually wearing a little pearl jam shirt so she's a little rock star oh, that's um, amazing. Really cool because they um they agreed to let us use their logo um and they just had me donate some money to a charity for writers in seattle for um young writers so i thought that was just wow. pretty cool that um a big band like that got involved here's the back of the book so we um, we have a website, um, kids.scrapuniversity.com, that anybody can go to. Um, we have free coloring pages on there um, to list your recycling goals. You can color in the unicorn. We have um, Mr. Maglio. We have all sorts of, oh, and there's like some fun worksheet recycling. Cute. So um, yeah, those are fun. So just anybody can go on there and print them out for your kids. And um, if you would like to order a copy of our book, you can get it on our website also. Um, or we print it in the USA. There's a company called Book Baby, and they just print it on demand and ship it out for us, which is really cool. Um, wow, that's amazing. I, I'm definitely going to get one. <laughs> yeah, and so I just like, the reason we started this company, so I used to work at my old job for 15 years, Evergreen Shipping. Uh, we ship containers all the world, the cargo ships um, get, get stuck in the Suez Canal. Uh -huh. um, so I did that for 15 years, and we were shipping um, like commodities all over the world. The number one exports out of the U.S. are like our waste products, so used metal, uh, paper scrap, plastic scrap. We ship it to Asia to be recycled. Um, and the stuff they couldn't recycle, unfortunately, ends up like in their landfill or in the oceans. And so I've seen that part of the cycle. And so I really wanted to do something to help the planet. It's, it's really good to talk to someone that's so passionate and, you know, very excited to help the ocean because we definitely need people like that. You know, then we oh need gosh, more we people. Yeah. No, it's, it's good that you do that because uh, we're at our cleanup. So Mimoana is an organization that cleans up beaches and underwater every month all oh, along awesome. the coast. Oh, great. Uh -huh. And um, we also do it, so we always do it with volunteers on the beach and then also volunteers, scuba divers in the ocean. Nice. That's um, awesome. And then what we do is that at the end, so in about an hour, we bring mm -hmm. out this big, I don't know what to call it, well, reusable plastic. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Uh -huh. yeah. And yeah. then we put everything on there, but also what's been found in the ocean. And sometimes uh -huh. what's been found in the water is more than what has actually been found on the beach, which is just oh, crazy. Yeah. And everyone that walks by is just also like, wow, wow, where did this come from? Where did that come from? We're like, well, from the ocean. <laughs> Look, this is what is down there. And yeah, it's just, I, it impresses so many people. It does, right? I have the same, I have the same experience. Like, so we mostly do a lot of cleanup dives here. Um, at our local dive site, we go to every Thursday night, home of the Lump Suckers, um, but it's a boat launch. And we find most of our garbage is in areas near boat launches because we think a lot of boaters, like 
before they pull their boat on shore, they just dump everything off the boat or also a lot of the stuff that's on the beach gets washed out yeah. um, into the water. And so I could share my screen real fast, maybe. Um, yeah, definitely. It's, just, it's great to talk to a, a fellow scuba diver because it's just, it's always nice to talk about, you know, what we find and what happens down there. And so many people don't know. So it's always nice to talk to someone that, you know, knows. <laughs> Oh, it's so cool it's so cool to, that you're doing this in spain too like because we do at ours like right by the aquarium so there's always a ton of little kids walking around and we also do the same thing like we put a big tarp out and then they just come over and look and they're like where did you find this stuff and they can't definitely my screen for some reason but anyways i have a bunch of pictures of my ocean cleanup dives on my um facebook account if anybody's well, i'll put your link anyway in your from your social yeah. media on the in the description so anyone can go and look Definitely. Yeah, I have a whole album on there called um, Please Say No to Plastic, Let's Save the Oceans. And um, I'm just always, every time I get anything out of the ocean, I'm like, oh, this is my loot, like what I found, my treasure tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the treasure yeah. of the day. Yeah, so it's pretty fun. Like, um, it's just crazy, like, how many golf balls we see in the ocean. Like, right. so many balls. I wish they were made out of, like, kelp, like, kelp oh, yeah. bulbs or like something good for the ocean because if it's going to end up there like make it out of fish food or something like yep no i definitely agree yeah it should yeah. be definitely something that is being worked on but unfortunately i think the governments speaking mm -hmm. in, in in a more general way i think they're more yeah. focused on different things yeah. um things that don't cost them as much money yeah, and they're probably not divers, so they don't actually know what's going on yeah, down there. No, so it's very difficult. But we find some really strange things, don't we? What What is some of the weird things that you found? Uh, so probably the weirdest thing I ever found was a pair of dentures, uh, fake teeth. And oh. it was on a night dive, so it was super creepy because I was like, oh. where's the rest of the body? Like, I was like, what are these teeth doing down here? And then the, then the really creepiest part is that, so I put it in my bag. And then I got out of the ocean, and I'm like telling all my friends, like, we walking up back to the rent station or wherever and I'm like I found some teeth you guys this is so creepy so I opened my bag and they were gone and I'm like oh my gosh like they've just they just flew out like they're alive um and so then like two weeks later I found them again oh my gosh so I found them twice oh my <laughs> like the second time I like made sure like my bag was like really closed and I got them out of the ocean and I took pictures of them but that was probably the weird one of the weirdest things um the other day I found a mirror in the ocean which I thought was super strange it was like a big hmm. huge Pretty maybe big mirror, and I guess, mermaids go there to look at themselves you never know <laughs> yeah maybe i don't know like that was a weird one um also unfortunately we have like a ton of um these plastic plant identification cards like you know when you buy flowers right. at the store like they like how much how much water you need to give them or sunlight or whatever those yeah. little plastic cards we find thousands of those in the ocean like on our dives it's just creepy wow. um, i don't know where they're coming from we think some people are dumping yard waste off the boat launch okay. um so there's like tons of like mulch, um, little branches, like, you know, the, when you have a new tree, that's like a little young tree, they'll like put some bright pink tape or blue tape on it, mm -hmm. like to a stick. So it holds it on. So the wind doesn't take it away. We find like so much of that tape, um, wow. just plastic. And so it's, yeah, it's bonkers. I, wow. our ocean, so, um, yeah, no, it's yeah. definitely crazy. It's things you don't really expect. So we usually find, well, the weirdest things we found we were, find, um, yeah. refrigerators. Oh, um, yeah, no, just, you know, you never know when you need one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, bicycles, definitely. Oh, you uh, guys well, have toilet bowls there too? We have so many toilet bowls in the ocean. It's insane. Yep. No, it's, it's, it's insane. That's just a Seattle thing. <laughs> it's, it's the craziest thing. I, we just, sometimes you go diving and you think, how does it 
get him, <laughs> right? Yeah. How does that even, like, those are heavy. Like, those washing machines, like, we have dishwasher washing machines, yes. huge bathtubs. Like, how do you even get a bathtub in the ocean? Like, you it's have crazy. to, like, stick on a boat somehow and dump it overboard. Or... I think so. I don't, I, 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 I sort of imagine someone walking down the beach with a bathtub and just, okay, here you go. <laughs> yeah, they need, like, five guys to lift it up because they're so heavy. Like, how, and then how do you even get it, I don't know, down slope and stuff? Like, <laughs> it's the craziest thing. Uh, we also find we've also found ones a bag. I think, well, we think that it was sort of stolen and then thrown away. It was a bag full of a passport, car keys. Um, I think the wallet was there, but it was obviously empty. Um, and we found that in a river. Um, so it was more a bit like, oh, is there a body attached to it? No, it was just a bag. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. Uh, we found yeah. lots of credit cards. We find so many credit cards. We find so many credit cards too, and cell phones. So many cell so phones. So many, and they're not even broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's and crazy. the most thing that we find, well, we've got a, a 1700 shipwreck in uh, Marbella, which is not too far from here. It's about half an hour away from where I live. And um, it's this, it's this amazing little shipwreck. Although not much is left of it. Um, yeah. The history behind it is super cool. So it was a battle between the French and the Spanish. And what the French did is that the Spanish were winning. So what the French mm -hmm. did is they came into this little bay, which is where the shipwreck is. Mm -hmm. And they were obviously losing. So the Spanish, you know, they fought, they put the boat on fire. It was in the 1700s, mm -hmm. it was all of wood. Yeah. And what they did, they were just like, okay, well, we'll get off the boat and then we'll get to land and we'll just walk back to France. <laughs> and they just left it there. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know. Crazy. So we find like buttons and pieces of ceramic oh and we find so many things, which is super cool. That is super cool. I know. That's and so right next to it is a hotel and they've got their sewer pipes right down into the ocean right next to it. So it's full oh, of yeah. wet wipes. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 And we find oh. um, uh, condoms, we find tampons, we find, yeah, all these things that you think, well, don't think yeah. that belongs here. Oh. Lately, lately when I like on every dive, I see like these things for vaping. Um, yes. Like the uh, e-cigarettes or all these like cartridges. I don't even know what the heck they are. The me I metal little them. like the metal. Like a little white, like kind of a white square about this big with like a little kind of like a little antenna or straw thing sticking out. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's for vaping, and I've been seeing so many Not of those sure. lately. We see a lot of like the we see like metal little. Well, it's like a miniature tank, really without its valve on it so it's like a metal, metal i think it's for like laugh i don't know what it's called in english we have sort of like it's like a drug which makes you very like high oh um hmm. and it's in dutch we call it laughing gas because it makes laughing you really gas. giggly yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i know and it's like this little little thing in little metals and we find them everywhere so we had like boxes full of them maybe like 500 of them crazy that's crazy that is so crazy it's yeah, just, oh, and then we have like all the the plastic, so many plastic forks and knives and straws, oh, yes. spoons, um, like all of that stuff. And then uh, lately, um, I don't know if somebody dumped their record collection in the ocean or what, but we've been finding old old records and cassette tapes. Do they still so, work? <laughs> I, I don't know. They're like mostly broken in half or something. But, um, kind of Sammy Hagar cassette tapes. Those really random. <laughs> that's, that's weird. We find yeah. so what we do is we usually clean up near a pier, so because uh -huh. everyone sits on them and they throw yeah. all their garbage on there. And um, yeah. it's mainly um, the people that sit there, but it's also a lot of fishermen. They leave oh, everything behind. Fishing hooks, right? Yeah. I know. Not only that, but also um, the little weights, which we can then recycle oh, yeah. into, of course, dive weights. 
but also yeah. like plastic little containers, plastic wrappers, plastic yeah, bags, like Crazy. ketchup packets, like the soy sauce packet. Oh, yeah, to go yes. through, they give you all the sauces. So many of those. I see. Oh, my days, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um, but you don't only do that. I also heard about 500,000 tires you want to oh, remove. Yeah. So that's probably the most insane thing that is down in, well, besides all the toilet bowls. And, um, but yeah, the 500,000 tires, the government sunk in, back in the 1970s. They thought it would be a good idea to make artificial fishing reefs. And so there's just huge piles of tires all over the place. Um, I think originally a lot of them were tied together with like ropes or something to make like bundles. They thought they were making artificial reefs for fish. Which sounds quite um, good. Sounds good in theory, but um, fish and sea creatures don't actually like tires. Um, they're leaching oh. chemicals that is harming them. Um, usually when you see the tire pile, like maybe you'll see like one plumos anemone growing on it or a couple like crabs running around underneath it. And sometimes if you're lucky, you'll see like a small school of fish going over the top. But it's they they very much prefer rock piles like when we go dive by a pile of rocks that's covered in life if you go dive next to the, the tires there's nothing really growing on them no. um and so no. they've been down there for 50 years and they're leaching all these chemicals and so um i'm part of a, a group of divers called the washington scuba alliance and their main goal is like they do reef maintenance buoy maintenance um like um sea creature education and then their main goal is to help get these 500,000 tires out. So I got to um, go out on a boat, a research boat, a couple weeks ago. It was really cool. They have sonar on the boat, side scanner. Oh, wow. And um, they have an underwater ROV. It's kind of like a drone that goes Amazing. underwater with the video camera and the big lights. And they drive it around with like a, a joystick for like a PlayStation. It was really oh, cool. Geez, that's really cool. You just drop down like this little underwater mini submarine thing. And you're like playing. Uh, he's like driving all around to um, find the tires. And they just map the locations, so they have all of these locations mapped, so that when um, two government agencies are kind of fighting over removing the tires right now, like one of them wants to do it, the other one I think they don't want the bad PR that they put them down there in the first place, and so right. they're just like, we have to do all these research projects, and we need 20 years to study if we put a, a pile of rocks to replace those tires, then we don't want the rocks to be bad, and then in 50 years they're going to make us clean up these rocks. And I'm like, meanwhile, these tires are still sitting down there yeah. for. Like, how many more years do they need to be in the ocean? And so um, we're just a bunch of divers that are trying to raise awareness about these tires. And um, just anytime we see them, map the location. So hopefully in the future, we can get a big barge with it. You're going to need like a barge, which crane, because they're really heavy and there's thousands of them um, to pull them up. And we want to pull them up maybe about 10 feet off the bottom of the boat, just kind of hovering in the water column. And then we'll go dive down there. Um, like in 10 feet order with bags um, and if there's any sea creatures on those tires then we're, we want to like save them of course. like take them off and then we can relocate them to like an actual rock reef um, wow yeah, that is a huge just, project <laughs> it's a huge project and anybody can join the Washington Scuba Alliance even if you're not a diver even if you're not in Washington it's $25 a year and the money helps for the tire removal and just um, you get a newsletter and see what's going on over here in the Seattle area um, amazing yeah we're just really trying to help help our oceans and our sea creatures so that's fantastic get those tires out um that's like one of my main goals in life and <laughs> we want to get them out and recycle them i think the government wants to put them in a hazardous waste dump landfill or something okay but now that i'm in the recycle industry i've actually made a lot of contacts in the tire recycling and a lot of I mean, those companies that they can actually recycle those tires so that would be better fantastic. if they can at least reuse them instead of just dumping them in the landfill so. yeah which you never know where it ends up again yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's amazing, exactly. and I bet you need so much funding because it's five hundred thousand tires. Yeah, 
Yeah, half a million. And so they're all over the place. There's a big patch of them in Florida that I know that they've been working on getting out. Um, um, they're also in Hawaii and in Guam. Um, my boss, Brad, um, he has been working with a company over there. They've been getting their tires out and he's shipping them to India to be recycled. Wow. Um, so it's really cool that Guam is already working on getting their tires out and Hawaii is. So it's just like, when is Washington State going to do this? Like, come on, guys. <laughs> Let's start. <laughs> So thank you for helping me give some publicity about this. Um, I yeah. think that ever since I started diving in 2014, um, that's right when the sea star wasting disease started. I don't know if you heard about that, but all of our sea stars are are sick and dying. It's super depressing. Like the sunflower stars yeah. are basically they're endangered species now. Um, when that's I first started sad. diving, we had a lot of sea stars around. Well, not a lot. They said that was actually pretty on the low spectrum, but I was started diving, so I didn't know. Of but course. now, like, you see, like, one sea star per dive, we're happy. It's just, like, so sad. And yeah. I think that all of this pollution and runoff, and it's just not helping our sea creatures. Um, no. So, and the thing is, there's... All of the garbage out. I know, and every time there's more and more and more. I don't know about you, but I since I started diving, there's just been more and more and more every single time. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, endless. <laughs> it, it, it is endless. Like, we do a dive. I wish I could show you my pictures, but, like, we're like, okay, there should be no more garbage. Like, we got, like, this huge, massive pile of garbage out. And then you go back next week, and it's back again. And you're like, oh, where is this coming from? Um, I know. I, I actually had our um, the boat launch where we dive at Redondo Beach. Um, they didn't have a recycle bin. And so I asked them if they could install a recycle bin because we see so many cans there and the boaters are just throwing them overboard. And so um, they just put one in for me. So I feel like if you see a place that doesn't have recycling, just the the, the easiest thing is just call your parks department or that location, ask if they can install one. If they say no, yeah. then you go collect the cans and recycle it yourself. But yeah. if they could put one in, it doesn't hurt to ask. So No, definitely. Um, it's, it's really good that you did that. Um, we also miss a lot of bins. This is just, uh -huh. just, just not enough bins. Yeah. Funny yeah. enough, um, and but I definitely think that if we do want to make a change on the water, so it doesn't start start increasing, it should definitely yeah. come from the bigger companies that are the ones responsible yeah. for it, because and all those guys making right? those plastic bottles and all the all the candy wrapping like candy oh. wrappers and all that stuff like lollipop sticks. Don't even talk yeah. to me about them. Yeah. Oh. We've got this educational program uh, we, that we do at schools. So um, we work with a lot of schools with either giving a presentation, so it's just a 20-minute minute presentation about what happens, what we do, um, and we give an educational program which is seven videos, and they get one video per week. Um, so we just give it sort of on a on a you know on a we transfer link or whatever, and then um, they start to follow. Well, me, I'm the one in the video, unfortunately. But um, so step by step, so they start first of all with uh, collecting trash from their home. Then we start yeah. going if it's recyclable or not. So we teach them, you know, how to classify it. Um, then we go through like what happens for the cleanup and what they can do. And then they have to think about a way to eliminate trash or at least reduce it, either at school or at home. So it's just a really good way to get children involved. And I would love to get a link for that too because I can share it with <laughs> my school teachers over here. That'd that would be awesome. amazing. Um, it's in Spanish at the moment, but I'll definitely get it translated because we're going to translate it very soon. Nice. That's so cool. Um, but it's it's really cute. It's with you know little mini games and stories and videos, lots of videos and visual content, which is just good. Um, so we're doing that just to get those kids or well the smaller generation just a little bit more um, involved, which is just great. Um, yeah. 
but it's it's a shame that it's been just increasing the plastic it's just it's a big shame but hopefully one day yeah <laughs> it's a lot of hope one day. <laughs> i know i went i went diving in indonesia a couple years ago and it was so beautiful like the reef's so beautiful but then like every single dive you just see so much plastic going by and we're yeah. trying to grab as much as we can and the that town there is just a very remote little village and every morning the the ladies from the town will come out with brooms made out of like bamboo um or tree like tree branches leaves and they'll go and just clean the beach every wow. single morning because every day more plastic keeps washing up and it's like it's not even wow. our plastic here. well if they don't you know it, though it's just going to piling up it's just so sad so exactly. we all need to do our part to cut back on plastic and Exactly. We'll just stop buying plastic. And, yeah. <laughs> um, I also recommend, like, if you go to a restaurant, just take your own reusable Tupperware with you if you think you're going to have leftovers. Yeah. Um, because so many times, like, you go here and they give you, like, six boxes of styrofoam <laughs> containers with, like, two bites of food in each. And you're like, and then you go home and you eat it and you have all these boxes. And it's just like, that's yeah. just something so easy you can do. Just take it yourself and wash it when you're done. Like, it's. Yeah, definitely. But I'm so grateful that there's people like you are doing all these amazing things, like writing books, which is just blowing my mind. Um, and, you know, teaching and educating. It's, it's just amazing what you do. And I was so happy to get you here and talk to you. I know it's very early for you in the morning. <laughs> oh, no worries. It's so nice to meet you. I'm just, yeah, I hope we can be friends and go diving one day. It's really awesome. Oh, I hope so too. Yeah. I really, really do. It would be amazing. Um, and I'm just just thank you for everything that you're doing. It's it's really I, I really like to thank you from my heart and from well the co-founder of Mimwana, which is my mother, <laughs> um, to just you know thank you. Um, yeah. And you're just doing, you're doing an amazing job. So just stay I, awesome. I feel the same way about you. You guys are amazing <laughs> over there. Like thank you for everything you're doing. Well, we try. So cool. I'm like you're like my. This is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was really nice to talk to you. Yeah. Um, just again thank you I know it's early but thank you oh no worries at all and um, yeah I'll hope to speak to you very very soon again yeah, and there's yeah, definitely stay in touch yeah let's stay in touch have a great day and add scuba Jess on Facebook I'm a red star trick dress so definitely I'll put all your information in the bio and you know people can start following you and see what you're doing which I'm sure is just fantastic so thank you so much thank you